welcome to the hair affair and i am your host christine and i'm glad that you're joining me today and we'll be discussing a little bit about self-care and what is self-care do the holidays run you or do you run the holidays let's find out it's been a little bit more difficult this month getting in touch and making sure that i get my episodes out on time but as we know it is december We just got through Thanksgiving and we are heading into Christmas and New Year's. The life of a hairstylist or anybody in the industry is just plain nuts right now. And we are, how do I say this, balls to the wall with our appointment books and working late, packing in more hours and not taking care of ourselves. So that leads me to a topic that I would love to talk about today with all of you. And this really goes for anybody that's not just in the hair industry or somebody that is a massage therapist, um, works in any kind of spa, does nails. It's, I mean, this really should apply to everybody, but I just have all the information in front of me today that would go for a hairstylist. And so I know that things are crazy for everybody right now. I know it's crazy for me and my books have been crazy. I've right now, this time of year, it seems like people are calling in sick, canceling appointments, no showing that's been happening again to me all of a sudden. You kind of have to take a step back and breathe to get through the season. And we can forget to do that. I have pulled a couple articles from the internet that I thought would really apply to kind of what I was thinking in my mind this last week and how I wanted to convey this to everybody. And so I am pulling from the first one is from americansalon.com. I don't know if any of you actually received the American Salon magazine in the mail or not. I do know that our salon does. Sometimes I get a chance to read it and sometimes I don't. And the other article is going to come from salonservicepro.com. And they both basically say the same things. What they have to say is very valid. The very first item that they talk about in our industry first is do not overcommit. I know that whether or not it's a busy season, we're trying to get through the holidays, this can go year round, honestly, where we need to learn that two letter word called no and setting your boundaries, really, because I know we tend to, we see an appointment ahead of us. We've already blocked out some personal time for getting off work because we're going to go to dinner with our family or we have other kind of plans and then somebody walks in and they want a haircut last minute or they give you a call, text you, however that looks like for you. And of course they want a haircut. So what do we do? We're like, well, I guess I can just be a few minutes late to my party plans or meeting up with the family or doing some activity. And so we overcommit ourselves by taking on this extra appointment on the specific day at the specific time. And if we keep doing that, which I know we all do, uh, we tend to forget about our personal time and how important it is to us. And it kind of goes back to almost in a sense, thinking. So it goes back to that saying, your lack of planning does not constitute an emergency on my part. And I know that seems like a really crash way of putting it, but really it's true. We need to learn to set those boundaries because if we don't, 
then we're going to find ourselves in a burnout mode eventually, if not sooner rather than later. Not overcommitting is important to our physical, mental, and social health, really. What we can do so that we are in a better mindset is that you can get yourself into more of a mentally centered space before and after every shift. And it seems like that might take a lot of extra time, but really you only just need a few minutes to do this. And that can look like uh, anything from just grounding yourself and putting yourself in the present. You love, you know, you should walk into the salon where whatever is happening outside of your world or in your personal life, whatever is in your mind and, and running its race, you leave it and you drop it at the front door. And I know that's something that every manager in any kind of job will always tell you, leave your stuff at the door when you walk through. But really, that is true. You want to just be able to leave it at the door, come into the salon, take five minutes, breathe, think about maybe what you have for the day, what do you need to get set up for and prepared for for your first customer. And just drop it all and not think about it and do your job. And then when you leave, you can pick it back up and then continue on, I guess, with your personal life, whatever that looks like. I know for myself, I don't feel ready or right for my very first client of the day if I'm not there at least anywhere between 30 to 40 minutes ahead of time. And that's because I'll get there, I'll get my coffee, I will make sure I've got towels I will see if there is any towels that need to be folded or laundry that needs to be done, go to the bathroom, make sure that all my combs are clean, just the generic basic things that need to happen. And then I can sit down in my chair and I can just think about it. Okay, this is who's coming in. I'm going to look at their notes, see what we did last time, and just really ground myself in the present. So when they're sitting in my chair, I'm with them and I'm not with wherever my mind is outside of the salon. It's also really good to be in that same habit when you leave the salon. And I know a lot of people probably have some distance that they might have to travel to get to and from work because of traffic. Um, Maybe you live 20 minutes to a half an hour away from home and that's kind of your downtime. You think about the day, you just kind of take your time to breathe through the day, whatever it was that you need to do to ground yourself on your way home. But for me, living where I live, it literally on a bad day probably takes me seven minutes to get from the salon to the house. And that's if I have a train or not. If I have a train, okay, we'll jump it up maybe to 10 minutes or something. But really, I can get to and from work anywhere between three to five minutes. It's no biggie. And so if I don't take the time, even at the end of my shift, just to sit down after I've cleaned up my station and think about the day, reground myself and move on and leave the salon, um, I can come home in a rush right afterwards and I'll be a spaz the rest of the night. And that's not fair to anybody that's around me afterwards. After not wanting to overcommit, the next thing is don't neglect your body's core needs. What that looks like is maybe take the time to make sure that you are doing something that helps you to take off that extra stress. And that could be anything. Um, It could be writing in your journal. It could be taking a walk for 20 minutes. Um, It could be meditating. There's 
so many things, just getting yourself out in nature. I know in the summertime, a lot of people like to go golfing after work, or even maybe they might golf first thing in the morning. I don't know. But don't don't neglect those needs. You need to um, walk away, be able to walk away from the stress. That's the last thing that you need so that you're not burning out and just running on fumes. This time of year, there are a lot of things that I wish I could be doing after work that I'm not doing. Every year I say I'm going to get back to golfing again because I love golfing. And even if that means just going to the driving range for a half an hour or maybe just playing a quick game on the front half or something. This time of year, because of the snow and because of the weather and because I really can't stand being cold or being out in it, I have to figure out other ways. And I used to journal quite a bit every day, actually, before I went to work. And that's something that I know for myself, I could probably start doing. I would also spend some time, my meditation would be doing a daily devotional in my Bible and taking time to pray for my day and pray for others around me and not just focus on myself to actually take the focus off myself. And that would actually help me with my stress. So I know that everybody has a different form, a way of doing that, whether it's through meditation, yoga, being in your Bible, whatever that that is for you, that is important to be able to connect in that way. The other thing that you want to do is you want to drink more water and actually more water than coffee. And I myself, I am horrible at this because I can drink probably two pots of coffee to myself in the morning. That is not healthy. And I know this, but I continue to do it. And I know how much my body physically needs water. Everybody, everybody's body needs water. And so the more water you can drink, the more hydrated you are, the more happy your muscles will be. Well, just your body, period. Water is so important to us. And it helps with any kind of aches and pains that we might be feeling too with our job. Also, what you want to do is when you get off work, you don't want to doom and scroll in your downtime. Hmm, who does that? I'm, I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure I don't do that. Mm-mm, nope. So basically what you want to do is when you get home from work, you want to be able to put your phone down. You don't want to sit there and scroll your life away on Facebook because I'm sure you've probably already looked at it 90 times that day or on Instagram or Amazon or whatever it is that you like to sit and just mindlessly do. And actually take that time away and get off your phone, get off texting or messaging or instant messaging. And and that even means going back to drawing your boundaries and not overcommitting because if if you run your own business or you booth rent, you have people that are messaging you all the time. doesn't matter if it's day or night, middle of the night, you're going to have people messaging you and you have to learn to respond to those messages on maybe working hours versus responding to them right away. It's okay. They're maybe just sending you a message so that they don't forget and that you'll, they know that you'll get back to them. Maybe taking that time out or taking a little siesta from your Facebooking or your Instagram or your TikToking will actually probably really help you in the evenings to also engage with your family. We talk about this quite a bit, being a hairstylist in L-Tech, whatever it is that you do in this industry, we tend to be, for myself, as I would call a hair therapist. And when we have somebody sitting in our seat or in our chair, we tend to hear all of their stuff going on in their life. 
whether it's with family or their job, they just have a way of vomiting all that stuff out to us because, well, we really still don't know why. So if you're an empath, especially, this is important. And I know that I have tendencies to be an empath, but what we need to do is observe versus absorb. And so when we're with the client and they're just downloading all their stuff to us, blah, 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 blah. We need to be able to effectively be able to listen to them, but not wear their feelings and walk away with their feelings at the end of the day, because that can also really aggravate how our mood is. And when we get home, we may not realizing we're wearing somebody else's sadness. We maybe feel like that we need to take on their problem or help them solve it. And a lot of times these people are only really talking to you because they just need to get it off their chest. So make sure that you are observing what's going on with them and not absorbing all of that extra baggage that we don't need to be holding on to. Also, as hairstylist, we don't need to limit our self-care to Sundays only. And that I can also say personally, a lot of times on my day off, I get in the mode in my mind where I just want a PJ's weekend. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. I just want to sit and hang out and sleep a lot. Uh, Sleeping tends to be one of my coping mechanisms. Sometimes I do need it because my body is telling me that I need it. And you need to learn to listen to your body. And I also know for myself being in recovery that if I don't get that time to just be silent or let me be me or just get my sleep so my body can recover. It doesn't set myself up well for the next work week. Um, But you know your body, you know what you need to do, you know what that self-care is. But don't limit it to just taking a bath on Sundays and or going to get your massage or something like that. Maybe do something more like that throughout the week, even if it's just a five, 10 minute thing, self-care. If you maybe are lacking on your nightly routine as your face wash, brushing your teeth, brushing your hair, just be more intentional about those things. And then also remember that you can't fill from an empty cup. I have learned this lesson a very difficult way, very hard. And I used to be the person where I would always fill everybody else up. Um, I used to do a lot of sponsoring in the recovery field and I would focus more on the people that I was sponsoring and encouraging them or talking to them or listening to them throughout their recovery and their process. And I was lacking on my own. And pretty soon, if I didn't take that time to do my meditation or get in my Bible or go to church or speak with other people or work on myself, my cup would be absolutely flat, just empty, nothing in it. And I was giving, trying to give away what I didn't even have for myself. So don't fill from an empty cup. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself as you're helping take care of other people, because that's what we do in our business. We're taking care of people all day long. So you might have to fill that cup up regular on a regular basis. And don't forget in all of this to practice some gratitude, because anxiety and gratitude cannot coexist together. If you're thankful and if you're showing gratitude for the simple things, then your anxiety is actually going to start to go away. 
And one of the things that I've always have told myself when I catch myself in anxious moments or times, and I use this a lot in recovery also, is that if you have one foot in yesterday, that's depression. If you have the other foot in tomorrow, that's anxiety. And so with that, all you're doing is peeing all over today and you're ruining your day. Be and be be thankful, have gratitude for the things that are positive in your life. And then that'll allow you to stay out of depression. It'll help you to stay out of anxiety and focus on the present. Be in the present today. Be with your client today. Be with your coworkers today and not worry about the other things that have already happened that you can't change and the things that are to come because tomorrow's a new day and there's going to be enough anxiety and enough problems in that day alone that you focus on for that day. But for today, this is what I've got going on. You need to develop some sort of coping strategies. I know what kind of coping strategies that you probably think might help you, but are they positive and are they healthy? Because my coping strategy, and this is a big thing, especially in our industry, is going out for drinks after work or maybe even waiting until the weekend on your days off. And whether it's drinking, whether it's, I don't know, I don't know what your vice is or whatever, but develop healthy coping skills and maybe connect with your peers. Just go to dinner and that's it. Or talk to them and say, Hey, dude, this is what's going on in my life. Or, you know, you need to be able to talk to somebody, whether or not you're in a recovery situation to keep yourself healthy, which in the holidays, that's even more so that you need to be doing. But beyond that, even with our job, just connecting and sharing with other hairstylists or other people in the industry or people who are under the gun with the pressures of the holiday in their jobs talk about it, talk about your days, talk about what's going on, maybe even discuss with each other how you can help them. And maybe you know how they can help you. And even if that's just keeping you accountable to doing your journal work, or whatever it is that helps ground you going to yoga. One experience that I did have in this last week that I thought was really awesome. Um, so my birthday is in August and back in August, uh, a family that I love dearly had bought me a gift certificate to a place here in town in Sheridan that is called Balanced Healing Salt Sauna. And I have been wanting to go there. They just opened up in the last years. And I really didn't know what it was about or what it was look like, what it looked like. So I was really excited to go. Well, I finally made it down there. Of course, this is December last this last week. And let me tell you, I enjoyed my experience in the salt sauna so much that I am ready to go back and even make that maybe something that I can put into my bag of tricks for self-care and what it was about. And if you have one of these in your area and you've been to them, then you probably know what I'm talking about. But if you um, have not, this is what I experienced. So I sat in an infrared sauna for 30 minutes and it was absolutely amazing. And after the sauna, then I stepped out of it and in the room there, they had this really cool lounge bed that you laid out on. And there was a, 
I don't even know what you want to call it, but it was like this little machine that would puff out Epsom salts into the air. And they had explained to me that when it's doing that and the salt is in the air that you want to, you know, make sure that you're taking really deep breaths because you want to inhale that. So if you're sick and you're having problems with your lungs, whether it's congestion, that'll help break up the congestion or it might dry out whatever's in there that needs to be dried out. But just telling us and explaining to us how healthy that was. And when I was finished with my session, it was an hour long session. So 30 minutes in the sauna, 30 minutes with the salt puffs or whatever you want to call it. My body felt absolutely amazing. I deal with neuropathy from my hips down and have a lot of problems with my legs and my feet. And I felt really good from the inside out. And I slept like a baby that night too. Actually, I don't know if I want to say if I slept like a baby because babies are up every two hours and want to eat and poop. But I slept really well, maybe like a dog. Who knows? Anyways, so that's something that I kind of want to add to my little bag of tricks for self-care. And I know that in school, we're in cosmetology school, we're all taught some things that I know I really didn't pay attention to. And looking back on it now, I kind of wished I paid more attention because I was more focused on, okay, can we get over this and just start teaching me how to do some hair here? But they teach you exercises for your hands, for your arms, for your legs. I also learned going to, let's say the chiropractor once a month, followed by having an hour long massage two weeks later and just kind of switching those out back and forth. So you're seeing the massage therapist once a month and the chiropractor once a month that really helps you with with your body because of all of the constant motion that we have. I have noticed now, especially again, since the holiday season has started that I am having problems with my wrist. I'm having problems with my right shoulder and I've already had surgery on my left shoulder because of the job. Now I'm looking at, I know eventually at some point in time, I'm probably going to have to have surgery on my right shoulder, which scares the living you know what out of me because it's my dominant hand and my dominant arm that I don't want to be messing with. And that's something else that we need to take care of in our body is making sure that we're doing our stretches before and after our shifts, making sure that we are really limber and we feel good so that we're not just jumping into a cold. You don't see any kind of sports player, professional sports player, or anybody in the Olympics, or even in high school that are just jumping into the game cold. Everybody is warming up and exercising for a reason so you don't hurt yourself. And we need to be doing that same thing with our jobs. And so it's too bad that it takes this time of year for me to really remember stretching And doing all of these things for ourselves is super important. And that's where we need to draw our boundaries so that we can actually make make sure that we take time for ourselves and do these things. The last thing that I kind of want to leave you with, I was really excited to, to find on the internet. It's an article and it is on medium.com and I will post this on my website, thehairaffairwithchristine.com. And it's an article with Andrew Carruthers. And I don't know if you're familiar with Andrew, but he is a stylist that uh, works with Samvia. In fact, he used to be part of Samvia's education program. And so when I very first got licensed, uh, I was 
constantly watching Andrew Carruthers YouTube videos so I could learn how to do men's haircuts, especially fades and bald fades. And I even think I may have learned a few women's haircuts off of him too. But Andrew is a really fun guy, neat guy. He talks a lot about five lifestyle tweaks that will dramatically improve one's well-being on this. But one thing that really caught my attention was towards the end of the article, the gal that was interviewing asked him a, a question. And the question was, you are a person of enormous influence. You could start a movement that would bring the most amount of good to the most amount of people. What would that be? You never know what your idea can trigger. His answer was, this, this is simple. Just lead with compassion. I, I know I've talked a little bit about, you know, watching yourselves if you're an empath, but you really have to read this article to understand what he was talking about. And he also talks about a particular book that was that had made a huge impact because he went from doing educational videos with Sam Via on haircutting over to actually like being a life coach and, and being more teaching on the, the lifestyle and being healthy in your position. And um, there was a book that he talks about that he read that I might end up actually ordering and, t- and reading it for myself. And he also had a quote from Brene Brown. And I don't know if you're familiar with Brene, but she is a pretty amazing influential person. She's pretty popular in the, the recovery world because of the books that she has written. She's got like six or seven, I don't know how many books out there and they're all great. Some of them are called like Dare to Lead, Rising Strong, Atlas of the Heart. I don't know if any of these sound familiar to you, but he did quote her also. And I thought it was just it, it was a great little quote. The question that he was asked, can you please give us your favorite life lesson quote? Do you have a story about what this was relevant to in your life? Andrew comes back and he says, it's not as much a quote as it is a question. What is everyone doing the best that they can? He explains himself a little bit more that And I thought, I have a passion for being healthy. I sure don't look like it at times, but I do know where I've been, where I'm going, where I want to be. I am a health coach that I've not been great at doing here in the last few months that I, I need to get myself back on to. There's a lot of things that I could be doing better, but this is, this is something that's definitely um, important because being a hairstylist is fulfilling. Um, it's satisfying. It offers endless opportunities. And boy, am I discovering that now, especially after all my training with Redken. But I don't want to lose my passion. I don't want to get burned out. I still want to be doing this in 20 years. Honestly, that's going to put me at 62 years old, but who cares? But I, I just, I don't want to get into the stressful burnout And that will happen if I don't watch out, especially when you get really excited about something. It's really easy to run the 50 yard dash when really we should be running the 5k. You know, this is not a race, it's a marathon. So you have to remember to take things nice and slow and not try to be superhuman about your, about your job and what you're doing in life. While we're dedicating ourselves to making our clients look and feel good, it's super vital that 
we're also taking time and care for ourselves. That all that comes down to our our self-care practices. I I'm not sure really how else to put it and just connecting with other people for ourselves, not just people connecting with us and just, just be real with yourself. Don't lie to yourself, open yourself up, take a deep look inside. What is it that you need? What is it that you can do to help others? What is it that others can do to help you? This is a great opportunity to really connect with other stylists and open up the conversation with each other because nobody truly knows how your body feels, where your mind is at, mentally, physically, spiritually, but just build that relationship and have that support team. Support team is a huge thing. And if you don't have that support team, you're surely going to, you're going to fail. None of us want, wants to fail at what we're doing because we do love it so much. That's just my little piece of advice or tidbits that I've got for this Wednesday. And I hope that the week is finding you well. I hope that you are where you need to be for this holiday season, if that's even possible. And coming up on the Sunday, Brian will be back with us here and we'll be bringing you another great episode for Stylist Sunday. And I hope that you have a great rest of your week. And remember to go to theheraffairwithchristine.com. You click on the show and the show notes, you will find everything from today and in the past episodes to connect with what I was talking about. Don't forget to subscribe and follow the show. And I will talk to you all on Sunday. Have a great rest of your day. See ya.